do not attempt to adjust your settings. We have commandeered this channel and are now streaming our pirate broadcast. This is the pirate stream. Welcome to Pirate Stream Media, ladies and gentlemen. Is that me? Uh, yeah, that's on oh, your end. <laughs> geez, sorry. This is the Pirate Stream. Thank you for joining us again today, guys. We have a lot of great things to get into today. Some interesting discussions, some things that are breaking the internet, as I think we've all seen with Project Veritas and Pfizer. And we're just going to have a great conversation, as always. How are you guys today? Go ahead. Doing well. Yeah. Yeah, Rock lots of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm excited. Happy to be here. Uh, everybody's having fun in the chat already, looks like. So nice, glad to be nice. here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a good time with the Re- Re- Reawaken Re- America tour. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually planning on streaming every single one of those. Then I got time limitations. You know, you, you forget how much it takes to actually stream individual yeah. little clips. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. But but it, I really enjoyed that whole time. And I thought we had a good presence there as, as Pirate Stream Media. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. I enjoyed it. Yep. I, I did too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was yeah. great. You got to meet some... Uh, you see folks that I'd met at other Reawaken America tours before, which is fantastic. And then meet some other folks that I hadn't met. I got to meet Jason Burmes, hadn't met yeah. Jason. Uh, yeah, Jason. I'd never met him in person either. It was um, pretty cool. Freaking cool. Dr. McCullough. That was that epic. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a good time. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I stood out to me more than anything was how, like, I, I think I even said this on Burmes' yeah. little clip is like even my own biases, you know, where you come into this mm-hmm. kind of expecting to see you and, and then realizing even more so that there's a lot of people just like us that are just like, well, there's really nowhere to talk. This is yeah. the only grouping that's at least willing to hear what I have to say, you know, and, you know, I would, I would argue though, if you came in there saying something that really challenged a core belief of theirs, they wouldn't be open to that right. probably, but Hey, maybe I'm biased right here. You know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, exactly yeah. I, I, I thought, and I think we do discuss this, but I think it was a it is a really interesting point because I think that people have, especially because of all the smear campaign, so many people over this past week have when they heard that I went or they were considering going, right, asked me about Clay and they're like, Don't you think that they're controlled opposition? And they asked or or were just kind of suspicious and asked me all sorts of questions. And I think that what is really interesting is that a lot of people are just especially on the dissident uh aisle whether it be the dissident right or just people outside of the mainstream uh, establishment narratives Mm -hmm. they're feeling very homeless and they're really feeling very uh isolated and hungering for some sort of community and i think that that is an outlet for them if nothing else it's just a place to congregate where you know they can feel like even if they don't agree with everything that is being put forth or all the speakers that have been lined up, at least they feel like in the audience, there's people they can talk to and feel like they can have useful, meaningful conversations and that, that the discourse itself will be welcomed. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. I mean, like, like when you're there, you know, it's mostly, most of the people there are just still hoping and praying for some savior to come along and save the day. You know what I mean? And like, just like that there's a political solution and we just need to vote harder. And like someday if we all just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, then someday it's like, dude, no, no one's coming to save us, man. We got to build our own platforms, build community, find your friends, find your like-minded people and just, uh, you know, grow outside of the system. That's the only way. Yes, and voting exactly. harder probably won't solve the problems. No, but. Right, but no. vote a couple, yeah, more times. But what's interesting though is that at the, at the, like, I got the same kind of pushback from some people. Like yeah. you're almost in a way. Uh, you know, kind of like the foreign policy argument, like yeah. you're giving them credence by by giving like, giving them time or being a part of their event. Yes. And I don't, I mean, I don't agree with that necessarily. I honestly don't know enough about Clay or the people just yet sure. to know whether you know. But I'm, I, I think we question everything, right? We always right, do, and I course. think it's important, especially if you think that to potentially go to these things and broadcast your pirate message. You know, yeah. and let people see that there's another discussion, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. So to your point, I think it's it's odd that we get the, I mean, you should ask these things, you know, oh, could sure. there, could that be a problem? Am I being manipulated? But at the end of the day, it's almost more important to do that, you know? And I think we're getting pushed back from a lot of people inside the paradigm, from kind of like the no virus conversation that yeah. shuts down any kind any, of conversation. Yeah. Like, but wait a minute, can't we have a dialogue? No, it doesn't exist. You know, yeah. it's like, right. you may be right, but should we had to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. That, and I intense. really like what you said about uh, going firsthand, go experience it because so many people who I, I've talked to, immediately shut down or they're very quick to criticize the event or the people there and the agenda behind it. I'm mm. like, well, have you gone? Have you talked to the people who are there? Have you, have you met clay? Like, I I'm not saying that you, you don't have a right to ask these questions, right. but, but go firsthand and then see for yourself what the experience is. 
the, you bring up an interesting point that I was thinking about earlier, and I, well, if you guys have seen this as well, like that, that there's this false, like talk about dialectical dissidence, which yeah. is our title. There's this false kind of debate going on, yeah. which has always been there. I, that's why yeah. I see the two party paradigm, right? Yeah. But here's a good example: the Young Turks came out with this ridiculous video, had to do with Demar Hamlin, and mm, now look, the yeah. Demar Hamlin thing was pretty weird. Yeah. So could there be other explanations? And where is he? Right. These are fair questions. He's the been way... cloned. Yeah, guys... Right. No, or he's, on, he no. he died and they I'm faked it. Well, these are the theories that people online or you know randomly. Right. But it's not a left or a right thing in a general sense. Like the way this happens, right. everybody sure. will do this on all walks of life, and they'll go, "What about this? Could it be that? Could he have died?" And they're covering it up. Fair, certainly possible. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me though is how the Young Turks did this hour, <laughs> this whole video breaking down the here, this whole screed. Like here's the new right, the, the right's mm-hmm. new conspiracy theory. The right. And I'm thinking that's interesting. Like I haven't seen Tucker or anybody make that argument. Right. So what are they pointing at? A couple of people on Twitter that they say are right, right. or in some kind of peripheral conversation that is the right. My point is there's these false dialectics like we're talking about yep. where they get this back and forth argument where they're fighting with nobody, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So people that's that are true. bought into it are going, well, that's everything, but it's a lie. It's interesting. That's a good point. And it's the same thing. Like we're always like, oh, the left, they're so crazy. The left is so crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, they are, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time. Okay. But it's like, you're right. That's a really good point. And they've too. gotten crazier. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a lot of these things are being propped up. It's like they go to the absolute furthest extreme, the furthest extreme. And then they segment all of it. It's like, okay, this is the left. This is what we're dealing with. When it's like, I'm sure there's some, I've, I've met and interact with a lot of people that are pretty rational, especially in this area. Mm-hmm. Compared to Oregon, in Oregon, you could not even have a civilized conversation out here. Yeah. I've met people like including like clients, people I've worked with, like, you know, they seem to be pretty reasonable, at least not just as so quick to just get just insane about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. it's like, but but you're right. It's, it goes both ways. It's like it does, they're yeah. propping up these things that really actually maybe in reality, if we took a step back, doesn't even exist. I don't know. Or yeah. it's just Well, I think they are to the degree they that intentionally. Does. Right, right. Try and target like they'll they'll say it's the right and and they're doing it to align a narrative with uh you know in this case the right mm-hmm. and particularly the dissident right because they want to make them look like crazy extremists or crazy right. quote unquote conspiracy theorists and and that's a way of discrediting them and I, well, I would even say and I agree completely I would even say it's almost more so the other side of it though it's more mm-hmm. about presenting the ledge to grab onto to the mm-hmm. the maniacal the people that are bought into that side of yep. it who want to be able to pretend that that's what they're fighting right yep. so it, it's a false conversation it's so interesting and there's a lot of examples of talking about what we just said you know there's the going back to the way they perceive the whole thing like oh for good example when we were talking about this while we were there what was the radio saying a bunch of white supremacists oh, yeah gathering it's like I mean, I, there, it was very eclectic. There was all sorts of different people there. There was no weird, you know, but so where does that come from? It's because that's what they're supposed to call this kind of grouping, you know? So anyway, right. it's a fascinating kind of game that's played. And it's I think also, it's always been there. And I think it's also serves as a distraction. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, one of the things that, <laughs> and Clay talks about this very publicly, like, he's like, I'm a Satanist. Didn't you know this? There's apparently like the smear campaign against him is that, that he's a Satanist. And I think one of the things, and I've, I know firsthand people have sent me pictures of one of his book covers and it's clearly a tribute to the Terminator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, he's like uh, signaling that re- reference. And they're like, this is evidence. He's he's a Satanist. Mm. Like, um, yeah. oh yeah, totally. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I when I used to broadcast, uh, when I was broadcasting from my house with the previous background, for those that know now, it looks exactly like this. For those that know what the my show, but I used to have the bookshelves and mm-hmm. the stuff, you know, random right. things back there. And one of them was this Hawaiian statue you know the totems that they right. the many cultures have these and it's right. it's a hawaiian one though so it's the you know tiki looking kind of you know the thing yeah. and people have like I'm, there's this whole side conversation about why i have a devil statue or you know and the point is people are so quick to assume and I, that's very engineered right now the twitter yeah. files is part of that like everyone's being engineered it's totally okay just guess into whatever you think is happening you know yeah it's, it's so interesting mm-hmm. it's yeah it's everywhere wow that's crazy but before we get too far away from uh, Pirate Stream in general, I wanted to make sure everybody saw it that we have now started the official Pirate Stream Twitter account, the Pirate, Pirate Stream Media. Um, so again, we're totally soft rolling this, guys, because we haven't even technically, like, officially announced, you know, Pirate Stream Media as an entity, even though we are broadcasting through it, talking about it, and everything. I, I think this is the smart way to do this. You know, just we'll slowly pick up our pace here. But right now, we have the Twitter account. We just started it. Actually, Courtney just started it two days ago, right? Whoop, yep. Yeah. Oh, look, speaking of Illuminati, look, we got 33 followers. Oh, my God. Look at God. that. Look at oh, that. Geez. It's a conspiracy. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> Let's get a few more out there until right. we can squash that theory right <laughs> that there. That reminds me of something yeah. really funny, by the way. you point, Scott pointed out to me 
Uh, we'll, we'll just follow us on Pirate Stream Media on the Twitter account. We'll get more through there. Right now we're broadcasting yeah. on it. But Scott made an interesting, a funny point about the – I was looking at the CDC's the CDC web, website, the webpage, yes. and, they, and it said – more than yeah. 666 million people have gotten this thing. Yeah. I'm like, what are you more than? Why would they choose that number right. if it was more than? Yeah. And then he showed it. Now it says well, 667. And then, and then I wrote that article <laughs> yesterday, and I went to refer to that site to get a screen shot of it. And they had updated it the day after you did your episode. And so I'm like, I'm dude, the you, CDC man. is watching your show, dude. And they were like, yeah, that is kind of messed up. Who put 666 right here? Right. Who did that? Right. Make well, it 666. We're giving them all the, all the ammunition, yeah. guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> or, else, or else. The only other explanation is within that last day, they got a 1,000 more people vaccinated. And they're super proud of that. But, but or, it said more than, though. Yeah, so it was already right. past that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, why so, reference yeah. that number? It was really weird. It was really weird. The day after. And it said last updated, like, the day after your broadcast. And so there's, right after your broadcast broadcast they updated it now to be fair just again i i think it's i was weird i'm more joking about when i said it anyway it it genuinely could have been 666 million and you know nine hundred thousand, and then it became so you know who knows but it was still funny though it's the way these things happen no i totally i'm like dude they're 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 watching they're watching hi cdc (laughs) hi cdc you guys suck well here's a perfect segue into this first discussion actually and and this is this is a really I am completely fascinated by this whole discussion of the Project okay. Veritas and the oh, Pfizer yeah. thing, because as I said last night, and I think this is still the best, you know, most logical take on this is that we don't know for sure whether, you know, as as a lot of people are pointing out, but maybe Pfizer being aware of this is setting this up to make us all look bad. Maybe Project Veritas is lying about it. Maybe he lied and he got caught and now he's, there's all these possibilities. Either okay. way, he does work for Pfizer. Yeah. So it's really interesting and it's yeah. very engaging. And there's no reason anybody should be dismissing this right now. Right. You should you can investigate and find out what nobody in the corporate media other than I guess now Tucker's even talked about it. Right. My point is that this is a potential about kind of the things we're talking about where they are paying attention. I mean, let's right. not pretend like Pfizer's not very key aware of the conversation being had by people like us and what that means. So could this have been some kind of a counter operation? It's interesting. Yeah. So here here the first this is the the uh, substack that I shared today from uh, Majid Narwaz, is how you say his name, right? Something like that, Majid Nawaz. And and he ma- this is where he's making very measured, balanced discussion about this. And I agree with him as he's saying, did Project Veritas sting Pfizer as nor as these normally work, where they right. trick them and you know blind dates to get him to talk, right. or did Pfizer sting Project Veritas? It's an interesting conversation. Sure. So where are you guys at with this so far? We could play the clip if people haven't seen it all and, and all that. What do you guys think is going on? Uh, you want me to weigh in first? Go ahead. Um, I so I don't. I honestly really don't know. Um, I, I think it's interesting just in general that I'm glad that Project Veritas does these exposés. Me too. But, you know, and yeah, you know, that's incontrovertible. But I feel like there is something a little, um, when we're talking about like the distractions that happen with these, with these narratives and with these, uh, really just the topics of the day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is something that just raises a bit of a question for me when a lot of what they reveal is things that we we kind of already know and it becomes mm-hmm. a big topic of conversation. And I feel like the timing of it is always kind of interesting too. I agree. So there's every reason to question it. Yeah. Right? But so dismissing I, it is a different saying, story. You know? You know, again, it's not, I'm not, I'm not jumping to say that they're, you know, not legitimate or mm-hmm. that they're, or, or that I'm not grateful that they exposed because, you know, certainly while we've been asking these questions for years now, there are many people who still think that these shots are completely legitimate and right. that, you know, the vaccines are saving lives and all, all the lies that they've spewed. There are people who are still believing it and they still think that Pfizer and the rest of Big Pharma you know, have their best interest at heart. So it's great to have these kind of exposés to disseminate to the masses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. There is, I I was, when this one came out, my first reaction was, I was like instantly before I even watched anything, I was instantly annoyed. Really? Yes. And I, I can't, what, 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 by I, the guy or by the presentation? No, just by uh, like what they're revealing. It's like, uh, duh. Well, was see, my this reaction. Is... And I, I, I just want to say, like, it wasn't a, uh, I didn't know anything. It was a gut reaction. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I then, like, checked myself and I'm like, wait, Corny, like, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people haven't been following this. And, you know, so I, I did check my, but I was curious. I, I had to kind of look inward. Why am I annoyed? I should be pleased. I should be 
happy that they're revealing this, but I think it is because it's a, you're confirming something that we've been discussing for so long. So. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I want to hear Scott's yeah. thoughts, but I, it, it, whether it's confirmed is the interesting question. Right. Whether they, you know, are they doing this on purpose? Or, to do or so, they're you know? publicly validating would be a better way to work. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll chime I in afterwards. Yeah. Ahead, yeah I don't know, man. It seemed, I mean, it was, it's crazy stuff. It's definitely crazy stuff. Very crazy claims. You know, obviously in the follow-up video, which that's where some of the weird inconsistencies are. Is what I just yeah. learned on the way down here. I was listening to someone else's coverage of it, and they're saying how the the confrontation video in the restaurant where he like flips out mm-hmm. and breaks all that was like on that was recorded this last Tuesday, and then the video itself wasn't even released until Wednesday. So that happened before even the video came out, and so mm-hmm. like he was like, and so he was like referring back to things in the video, like you know, oh, I was just lying, like I was just lying about this, and it's like. Mm-hmm. How did he even know like what the video was about? Like they didn't even yeah. give him a chance to, to say anything about it. And so that that was interesting. And, and then there sure. was like, and then the other they were saying how like it seemed like he was being coached or being told to say something. Mm-hmm. And and it's like if that if it, if it really went down that way and there was like that level of like you know it was like assaults happening, like there that would have been more of a criminal matter at that point. You know, so I don't totally. know. I don't know. The, the things that stood out to me just on a cursory yeah. look, <clears throat> were, were, as someone who worked in restaurants in the back in general, yeah. I don't know anybody I've ever worked with my entire life. And now you don't know how they're reacting or maybe like somebody pointed out, maybe he's a regular there. And right. these things matter, but anybody, that's the owner that we saw in that video, the yeah. one you're talking about, we can play that next. Yeah. Where, you know, people work in restaurants, you know, even even servers in the front, because yeah. they have they sometimes go on the back of the house, they wear non-slip shoes. And yeah. you could slip and you could break your neck. It's very dangerous if you don't wear those in a kitchen. There's grease of and stuff course, everywhere. Yeah. So there's no way I've ever somebody that would let this guy both and he did. I watched it again last night, walk behind the bar, which has the same background flooring, yeah. and into the kitchen. He walks behind a a, a cook right. working on a six hundred degree pizza oven, yeah. literally putting stuff. I'm like, Yeah, right. I would have flipped out if I was the owner, I've been like, mm-hmm. Are you gonna kill yourself? Get out of here but he's wandering about, you know, it seemed very odd to me. That does yeah. not add up, but yeah. doesn't mean we know why. Right. Then there's the other thing you want, you want to say something? Oh, I was going to say too. And then it just sparked the idea of like them locking the door. Like they locked that the door. Like weird. that's, that's, yeah. that's like kidnapping. Like it you, is. Can't, you can't do that. As an yeah. owner, yeah. like there's no way you would be like, you can't leave. Yeah. Cause I mean, has a crime been committed? Are you the judge yeah. all of a sudden? Right. Gonna, there's no way that would happen. But again, if let's just say for sake of conversation that that lady knew him, which it didn't seem to be the case. Right then maybe that would happen. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things that don't seem to add up. And then one, one thing for me was the secondary part of it. Like after this video goes on for nine minutes, mm-hmm. the way that he's engaging with it doesn't, it, it, it begins to feel not genuine. Right. I don't know how to explain that. Like the way yeah. it's like, he's acting all of a sudden far yeah. more than before. Like what is happening? How is this real? He keeps saying the same kind of things. Like, right. what are you even talking about? And it's just very strange. Now, all that aside, I still argue that no, even if there's a lot of holes there's no way you can dismiss this right now. Am I wrong? Right, in that? Exactly. It, yeah. And then, and then it's like, is this guy, this, this guy is an executive advisor. That's like, the other point. Can, I, I bet you I can, I, I can do way better. Come on. <laughs> I'm a little more stable than this guy. George like, Webb like, was one of the earliest yeah. people to speak up and yes. make the, the, the claim. But what I found interesting is he seems to be saying that he doesn't work for Pfizer. And then as the thread goes on, he goes, yeah, but he only worked there for two years. And I'm like, wait a minute. You, his video right up here seems to suggest that he went to Yale and then worked for a pizza place. I don't know. They, they, everything. So people, now you got this battle between like the kin.com, Robert Malone, Twitter yep. space kind of thing. Yep. And then they're all fighting about it. I don't know. It's, and so he does work for Pfizer though. So yeah. it's like, I, so even if he made it all up, isn't that still wildly interesting? And like, where's the media now? They're not even talking about this. They're not talking about talking. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. There's, there's, I feel like there's so many questions, but I also feel like it's a, just the, yeah, I don't know. There's okay, so so is he related yeah. to the Bush family at all? George Herbert Walker, Bush family, <laughs> Yale, Skull and Bones. Come on, hey, look at no, I'm only laughing Jordan, because Jordan the... Walker, right? Herbert Walker. Yeah, yeah, Bush. yeah. Oh, oh, is this is is he a direct descendant of the Bush Certainly possible. Family? Skull and Bones. Bam, drop it right there. You heard it for Power <laughs> yeah, Stream Media. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the new the new breaking story on yep. some of these less yep. verifying types. <laughs> yep. I just feel like in general there's a it, I, again, this this is just like really based on intuition. I really don't. That's all have, we have at the moment. Yeah, I. But in general, I feel like they take kind of the narratives that the again when you were talking about how like they target like this is the right wing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, feel like Project Veritas has kind of been aligned with the you know right wing extremists, if you will. Right. right? That's the, the how they're being presented by yeah, the other side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's how they're being presented, and so. 
they and typically when these things come out, they're validating. I mean, not necessarily confirming because we don't know, but they're they're validating the narratives that have been put forth by a lot of the people on the right. And yet there isn't a whole lot of conclusivity other than a a gotcha from some sort of person saying something that Mm -hmm. could could theoretically and again theoretically because we don't know but it could be staged so we right and that's really all there is though exactly well this is let's go back to your point you made before about the the claim itself right that's what's so interesting to me because i i would argue that we don't have like so so the the argument and i think the point the main point of all of it is that he's claiming that pfizer whether by opportunism or something right. bigger than that, are now making variants in them in the, in the lab to yeah. then release essentially, or I mean, right. you know, because how would that even make sense if it wasn't out in the world to then right. use a vaccine for it? Okay, yeah. so or and so that is a I don't think that's a claim that we can say we knew that already. Now we can suspect that, right? Right, right? but that's a pretty big jump in the very direction as you're saying yeah. to what we're all kind of going. Well, that perfectly makes sense to me, right? Like that's exactly what I would expect Pfizer to do. So that also is one of, it's weird. Simultaneously, that makes me feel like that's more plausible because it seems so far, but also it's like, okay, are they actually just, is in in counter operations kind of an idea that you would, this is, this seems perfectly placed because we're all going to jump on it. We're all going to be like, oh my God, holy shit, that's a huge deal. And now the the next shoe is going to drop tomorrow or something. I Yeah, I will say this, that a lot of the people who are claiming because I've had like within the span of you know twenty four hours, five people reach out to me being like, "Do you think Project Veritas is controlled opposition?" And uh, a lot of them are coming from the Turing theory camp. Mm. And I will say this though that even if even if this claim is accurate and Pfizer is making, it doesn't even have anything to do with whether viruses exist or don't exist because it this is would be in the bioweaponeer mm-hmm. you know sector. It, it it's it's artificial. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's the, the, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not bioweapons don't always have to be viruses either. That's yeah, the exactly. important thing. So right. it's like exactly. that. I, I includes, know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There are things. That, there exactly. are things. So, there are things that are smaller than you can see that can be put out there that can make you sick. Like that's well, just, this that's is where the, the terrain theory people that are going farther on this now are now Trust absorbed. Me. I know the other part. Now, so I got, bacteria doesn't exist too, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Mold. Not even Doctor. Not even Doctor Kaufman is saying that. What about mold? I know, and bacteria you you can see. So I think the thing about the virus conversation is what makes it compelling mm-hmm. uh, on both sides is that it's sub microscopic particles. So it's all theoretical models. And, and this is not to make a claim on either side, but mm-hmm. it, but factually speaking, just literally, it is theoretical models because we can't see it right. because we don't have the technology with which to do so. So therefore, you can make a, a, a theory on either side. And the people get very, very attached to the theory. I will Mm -hmm. just personally, from my own perspective, acknowledge that I think there's a lot of holes in the theory of virology. Oh, yeah. A lot of holes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that have not been answered and that have been emphatically put forth as if they're definitive, but which, in fact, they we really don't have conclusive evidence to justify. We have consensus. Yeah, right, right. Right. Exactly. That's it. Mm -hmm. And just because we have a field, you know, with, you know, decades upon decades of study that doesn't necessarily make it so. so well we're seeing the way they deal with this today where we're having a you know they're just not an expert if they say the wrong thing right but there are plenty of experts with credentials they're just like but they're not in our group so right. that's how they've always played this i yeah. think we're starting to see that but then the other side is claiming things that you know with the same kind of uh, uh you know with the same as if it's definitive the same mm-hmm. kind of uh emphatic claims that they they really don't have any anything to corroborate that either. Right. I I like when you bring up Andrew Kaufman. I like Dr. Kaufman's approach because he's not asserting a counter narrative. He's he's literally just poking the holes and asking questions mm-hmm. that should be asked about that narrative, about yeah. the virus narrative. I've always felt him engaging. Even I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't kept up with his work, you know, mm-hmm. acutely up until this point, but. I, he's always engaged with this in a very honest way, in my opinion, where, yeah. you know, the conversations we've had, like I said before, 
I, you know, you press him about certain things and he'll be like, I, you know, it's a good question, you know? Yeah. And so, okay. So we're, we have an area where we're still on. So that means it could be other than what we think, you know, it's, yeah. and he's essentially agreed with that. in both many of my interviews with him, yeah. you know, so, in mine too. I think yeah. that's where we all kind of agree that we feel like it's more of a middle ground. I do. Them, I completely you know? agree. I completely agree. And I, I just want to say this. I got a message for all the train theorists out there. Cause I've read some books. Yeah. I'm deep down the rabbit hole and I resonate with a lot of it, but you guys got to just chill out and slow <laughs> your roll, dude. Here's an example. Like, so the other day I had a video called the global war on freedom right and there immediately people start attacking me like global oh i know who you're your globe this and that i'm like i'm getting attacked i'm like okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah and so i'm like and so i'm like and so i put in the episode description okay addendum the realm wide attack on freedom <laughs> just for the flatter just just chill take this information for dude i'm not like assailing your whole belief system because like i have an episode title it's like you throw the baby out with the, like the you bath, throw all yeah. the babies out with the bathwater, right? And it's like, look, guys, let's just let's just chill. Let's just well, chill. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, but yeah, about the train people chilling out. Yeah, like, I have had this conversation. So when I uh, many you guys you know you were yeah. there. I did a, a speech and performance uh, back in October, uh, and I talked about my birth story. And I actually talked to a group, a train group about this because I was very conflicted. I said, I don't want to be propagating a false narrative. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, this is my birth story. And I think it's important for people to hear it from the way that it was told. And I said, do you think I should throw, and it's too, it's too deep a rabbit hole to, you know, preface it with like, okay, there's terrain versus, I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of people coming to this, were watching an aerial performance, like have no clue. (laughs) They're like, what is terrain theory? What's germ theory? You know, so it just, it wasn't the right time and place to do so. But I asked them, do you think just to be in good faith, I should say, this is the story, you know, and I, I, for those who are interested, I have explored germ versus terrain theory, but for the purposes of this event, we will just, you know, Mm. tell the story as is. And they attacked me yeah. i mean like attacked me and i said i'm not your enemy i'm i'm here in good yeah, faith totally. you know? right. and i said you know i really feel that maybe you guys are right i mean they may be a hundred percent right but if this is a cause you actually care about this is not the way to yeah. approach it right because you are already putting people on the defense you are already being contentious and making people your enemy mm-hmm. nobody's going to Come in good faith and hear what you have to say and explore your argument when yeah. you're attacking them. <laughs> this yeah. is a really important part of this. And this it, it reminds me of my brother in the same context of just political stuff. Like he's really taken by MAGA and Trump when it first started. Right. And, you know, and the point is, what is your objective out there? Right. Is your goal to reach somebody and actually inform them about what you think and maybe change their mind? Or is it to just go, you're dumb, you're wrong, I'm right. right you know, right. because really think about what I'm asking, because this is what I, I had this like three thread discussion with the three tweet discussion with this guy where I'm just like, like, ask yourself this, because if that is your objective, you're only all you're doing is effectively, like you just said, the immediate is defensive. Someone's you're, you're basically insulting them. You're mm-hmm. shutting down the conversation. Yeah. Consider there's more of a tactful way to come into this, even if you're still saying, look, I disagree. But consider this information. Right. I, I tend to think that there are people out there that are unaware that the model they're using to try to inform people yeah. is not working. But more so, I think it stems from manipulation. Yeah. And it's not too. just about train theory. It's a lot of no, stuff. No, no, like that, that was just an yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. And yep. it was just personal because I was like, "Whoa, why yeah. are you attacking me? Like, I am not your enemy. You're yep. making me the opposition when I'm I'm clearly not." No, you know? exactly. Yeah, that was the first question I asked James Corbett the other night. Just kind of break the ice, and I'm like, "So, what's been your experience having a round globe as your logo on your show for the last like 15 years?" Yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of funny. Like, oh, how, much, funny. how much? How much? How much attacks have you got? He's like, "Yeah, I'm like they send me all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, yeah. it's just like you." Like, okay. See, this is why I don't even get, like, <laughs> I still read comments and stuff when I can, you know, but it's like, yeah. th- this is what I tell a lot of people who are just starting in this. It's like, do not ever allow, like, care what your audience thinks, care sure, what people are saying, but never allow the commentary to dictate no. what you're doing. Because you'll eventually find yourself in a corner where you can't speak out a turn, all of a sudden your whole audience eats you alive. And I've yeah. seen this with a lot of creators and you see them fall off the edge because yeah. suddenly they're like, Oh, I can't even yeah, talk about what I want to talk about. You can't let the, let, can't let the trolls get to you. I saw right. there was a whole comment thread, a huge comment thread in a video I posted earlier today, uh, or on a, on a video I posted, uh, and this, I'd never even heard this before. This guy was going off about breediots. So these are breeders, people that, that bring children into the world. It's like, don't you know every single child you bring into the world is going to die eventually? Like, how dare you? How dare you subject people to like having to die eventually? I'm like, <laughs> you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, man. Like yeah, a whole middle dissert- area. Yeah, it's the middle area. That's kind of the cool part, man. So like this whole dissertation about the breediates. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, they exist. There are this is what I love about how what COVID has done to this stuff with the 
like even actually that article that shows that whole like apparently it was a satire article about how we didn't let them know about the oh, injuries. Yes. Yeah, I right. love but that. but it's there's the this best. the greatest part about what this has done in a sad, scary, facetious way yeah. is that you don't know. You look at it and you're like, could that be satire? The fact that I don't I know, know is the craziest part that's about the, yes. it. The, the, the funny part about that is we like we talked about it on our injected show last night, and it's like the whole thing is like it's talking about there's blood on your hands. And it's like, well, there better not be. I'm working very hard to keep your blood off my hands. Yeah, right. right, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's well, great. I, by, you met, by, as you mentioned it, though, how's the, you had a good show last night. How's Another fantastic show, man. The Unjected oh, Show. Man. I encourage everybody to check it out. It's a lot of fun. We had, so we're, we're going to start doing a new thing where uh, we're taking live call live callers. Right. So you can call into the show and talk to, like last week we had Dr. McCullough on, you guys, Mr. Chance, Dr. Yep. McCullough. But we're also doing video call in so we, we post the stream yard link so people can like join be in the back room oh, that's and so we, cool we had nice. a couple of video callers join the conversation oh, and nice. so it's like we're innovating and trying new things and it's awesome we got some good stuff in the works as outstanding. well so, yeah, yeah. outstanding i'm yeah, glad it's doing well it's yeah, important yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and we're gonna have both you guys on as guest absolutely. hosts yeah. absolutely here soon so guest hosts, yep. but i'm also gonna sneak a call in yeah somewhere. call in anytime one eight three 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 unject i'll pretend call i'm in. somebody else yes. and then I'll exactly, exactly. <laughs> we did have a call from tennessee last night that we weren't able to get to so i wonder who that was just wait, I'm going to make it a really crazy story and just throw everybody. Please do. Remember when that used to happen on Love Line where you get yes. like Adam Curl would get the guy. Like, yeah. People would like prank call them. That's what we, that we was want. Good yeah, bring it on. <laughs> the crazier, the better. Good, good time. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, so we could go. You know, I think we had a good conversation about the Pfizer thing. Yeah. Everyone's seen it already. Yeah. I think that was the main yeah. point of it in general. So let's uh, you guys have anything else you want to jump into next or anything? Oh. Like, next no what what you got what you got well so the other things that i had kind of lined up oh well i did have some interesting points here so this is interesting in general i guess just just to go to rattle off a couple more points about this since we talked about it Mm -hmm. i did i had a couple things lined up um about that his public resume by the way showing that it's fine but just in case it's a doxing thing um so this is tucker's discussion um and it's interesting there you go can you hear that showing up on the, the show i don't know maybe I can't hear it through. Uh, no, maybe not. Just I, I never thought it did. I usually play it through. Anyway, this is the clip from from Tucker today uh, or yesterday talking about this only one. So you got to give him credit for cu- covering the Pfizer discussion, right? What I found was interesting though is he makes this whole argument about how none of them are talking about this. CNN and blah blah blah, and they're all being probably because they're being funded by Pfizer, like this big gotcha comment. I mean, and I'm like, really, dude? I go, I immediately look this up, and I'm like, guess who also funds Fox yeah. News? Pfizer and GlaxoSmithKline and Norovirus and Sanofi and Bayer. And I'm like, come on, man! Yeah. Like, so you got all these people that are cheerleading this point, like, see, CNN's being funded. I mean, well, who doesn't see this stuff? Well, the joke that like Adam Curry makes on No Agenda is always like, "Well, it looks like Pfizer missed a payment this week." Yeah, yeah. So now, now they're getting hit pieces. Right. So I just saw somebody make yep. that argument, yep. make that joke on Twitter. Yep. They took it from him. I assume. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But so anyway, here's here it is on uh, the Daily Beast. In case it's you know just media matters is lying. They could all be lying. But the point is, you can see the same examples: GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson and Johnson. Uh, uh, same thing. You could just here's all of their funding in general: Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca, Google. It's like, come on. I just the, the false argument. Anyway, yeah. that was the one point I wanted to make. That you know, it's yes, they are talking about it, and that is a good thing. But I often think that there's more of a limited hangout happening. I mean, look, my ultimate point is not to say that I know Tucker Carlson is lying. I couldn't say that, but we know that the company that owns them and it broadcasts. Yeah. I mean, come on, we know how this stuff works. People like Allison Morrow will tell you how the intern, you know. They decide for them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. So uh, when we were at the Reweek and I had uh, Jay Dyer and Jason Burmas uh, do an episode. Yes. And uh, we we started by talking about the Crowder and uh, Daily Wire whole saga, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Because that's oh, kind yes, of what it right. is. <laughs> um, but they, then they started talking about Tucker. And the joke I always make about Tucker is that he's always late to the party, but we're glad he comes. You know, oh, right, right. you know, and I, I think the thing about Tucker, because, you know, there's a lot of speculation that Tucker is also controlled opposition. And I feel like Tucker does serve a very and it's not to say again, like it's kind of like the whole French Veritas. I'm glad they do these exosays. You know, it's mm. not that I, I'm not like disparaging of what they're doing. And, I am you know, to a degree in the hope. Well, I, I think I'm trying to be benevolent in the hopes that you know it is legitimate <laughs> you know if it's legitimate then i, I like so, that yeah. they're doing it but i i understand that we we don't know yet we that that remains to be seen but i think with tucker if his purpose is to uh it delay 
because now it has credibility. And so a lot of the, that audience, you know, which tends to be a more boomer kind of establishment uh, type of audience, they, they feel like it's not legitimate until Tucker has said it. And yeah, so right, you, right, you right. get six months, years go by. I mean, in the case of JFK and the CIA, that's 60 years go yeah. by. Well, we, we talk now, about that. now we can talk about we it. We talk about that a lot of here where it's like, like, uh, like Ryan, you talk about it on your show all the mm-hmm. time where it's like, oh, look, Tucker's reporting on something we talked about two years ago. Yeah, Here's right, the episode I did right. two years Breaking ago. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Breaking news. Exactly. But I do think yeah. that is kind of his purpose. Do you think He's, he knows that? Do I think he knows that's that? that's where I often, you know, it's I don't know. I, I don't so, know if he may be being played. But himself. I will say this. He's certainly not. A, he's not outside of the realm of the people who would know because, you know, he grew up in that whole spook uh, world. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, his uh, and he's, he's got all of those connections. Mm-hmm. So I it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did know. But I, wonder, I honestly, my have, gut is I have yes. no way. Yeah, I would say yes, but okay. I, I don't. I can't prove that. No. Right, right. I just exactly. Think it's, I think you've seen him go through this process. You know, his bow tie and the earlier shows yep. and the whole thing, and it's exactly. just, I don't know. And then his defense in court. There's all these different little points. You mm-hmm. know, they sure. make you think that. But like this kind of thing is, I think, like you pointed out, Scott. The like, for instance, the transmission mm-hmm. conversation. And I, I, I actually just went over this last night again. I yeah. compared the newest. Wall Street Journal, the deceptive bivalent campaign article, yeah. which is essentially the same game where they go, yeah, they failed, they don't work, we're wrong, but they're still going to be good tomorrow. You right, know, the next right. ones is like, but then I compared it to that Forbes article from 2020 right. that literally in 2020, I think it was September or March, I forget, is making the arguments that were breaking news in 2021 or 2022, actually, mm-hmm. when that lady said that in that European Parliament conversation that we didn't know. But I was like, it says right there that they knew, and Talzak said it in 2021. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you that we knew this stuff before. Yes, they lied yeah. about it. But when Tucker and they, the whole way that goes, it's like this huge, that's now you can talk about it kind of, you know, going forward, you know. So, Dr. Uh, are you familiar with Dr. John Coleman? I don't think John so. Coleman. No. Yeah. No, Josh Coleman. No, no. Dr. Ryan John Coleman. Coleman. No, yeah, no. Yeah, he wrote down. like the conspirators hierarchy committee mm. of 300. No. Uh, the Tavistock book, which is Whoa. like, which if you try to buy it on Amazon, it's $5,000. But Damn. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so he's, I, he's a phenomenal resource. He was a former MI6 who then wrote 13 books. Mm. And you know, the, a lot of the criticism of him is that he doesn't do a whole lot of sourcing. But if you anybody who knows what it, it when you're in the intelligence agencies, you have access to the uh, private libraries. Mm. But the problem is that you can't take much of it out. So uh, you can take notes, but even your notes can be redacted. Right, right. And so a lot of what he's writing is from memory. And that's how he writes. And I would question that. Of course, no matter what well, you have to, because you can't prove it. I mean, right. nobody's memory is going to be invaluable. So, or, or just that you don't have the source material. So even right. if you have every reason to trust them, I still just, that's where I'm at today. You have no source I, material. I, I don't like, disagree. It's a I question don't disagree mark. at all. Damn, yeah. They have it but on archive.org. The only reason I bring so him up is right, because right. He, back in his books that were, you know, early 2000s, he talked about Tucker being controlled opposition. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anybody in the corporate media is how I look at yeah. it. Yeah. Not for Alicia sure. Mockingbird. Yeah. That's right. cool. So yeah, John Coleman, Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. It's $4,800 on Amazon, but there's a copy yeah. of it, PDF version yes. on archive.org. So nice. you yes. can print those out and sell them for like 3000 How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're going to fund Here's pirate stream. model for you. Dude, that's how we're going to fund pirate stream. We're just going to print out old copies of and we'll rare books for and a bargain price yeah, of three thousand dollars 100 bucks 100 bucks there you go that's we'll awesome e- <laughs> we'll even sign it so it's like one thousand dollars per signature yes exactly that's great that's great <laughs> um i also want to call do a shout out i just re- interviewed dr shiva nice. and the episode was called no false gods stop Ooh. outsourcing your critical thinking to other people and all of yeah. these figureheads nice. that elon musk the tucker carlson's yep. and dr shiva does not mince words around this topic specifically yeah, he I'm, talks I'm, he talks about tucker so there you go nice nice yeah. i'll be talking with him i think tomorrow or the next day oh, actually, cool. so i'm looking forward cool. to uh, yeah. watch yours first dude i'm telling you like he 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 he, he doesn't give a shit he will uh well yeah. then yeah, i should yeah, talk to him yeah, yeah he's he's great <laughs> I'll, I'll get, yeah, we'll give you his information. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't pull to... punches, especially around Twitter no and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, ask him his thoughts on Robert Kennedy, RFK Jr. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You actually, yeah. I think I heard him go off on that on one of the spaces. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, that's like, it's like, damn, dude. Yeah. No false gods, man. There you go. Well, see, that's sure. the right way to think yeah. about it. He, yeah. you know, he makes very valid arguments about yeah. it, right? So, for my, I would look at it and go, okay, well, I, there's plenty of reasons I see that. 
you know, at the very least, it seems that RFK Jr. is trying to do the right thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're being lied to. But the point is, either way, you still question every single thing they do, right? It's like, this is where everyone's starting to try to start. And they're going to turn on, oh, my God, they both wrong shirt. They've been saying question everything the whole time, you know? It's, it's, that's always where we should have been. I think it's pretty naive or, and childish that we've ever been in a position yeah. where we just trust an authority figure or well, a doctor well, or a politician. Well, you ever just 100% trust anybody because even the, somebody with the most pure of intentions is going to make mistakes. You couldn't be wrong. Exactly. You could be wrong. <laughs> it's, like, it's so I simple. I mean, even the most brilliant, the most expertised person is still human. They're fallible. They're going to make mistakes. Right. So. Well, here, here's an interesting point. We can get into this next topic on you know, could be mistakes, could just be, you know, human, na- human nature, making sure. problems, or it could be an engineered plan to hurt a lot right. of people, right? That's also certainly <laughs> possible. There's that, yeah. So I, 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 I wanted to throw back, just point back to this show I did on the 31st of August mm-hmm. in 2022, U.S. funded research. And this is, very, I actually should bring it up after I t- show this, because this is, it's amazing this didn't break through any further. U.S. funded research on coronavirus induced myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Very, this is and done by, this is uh, Ralph Barrett, North Carolina University, right? right? Here is the actual. Look at that scumbag. Where was it? Let me grab the actual link, which is it's kind of mind blowing to me that this is so clear. Where was it? I think it's this one. Yeah, where you can see coronavirus. Now look at this, guys. You have examples of. Oh, here. Let me just do this one's probably the better way to do it. Rabbit. Well. This is right here. Here, there's numerous throughout this whole post. Coronavirus-induced myocarditis in rabbits. Right July there, 1987. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. And look, uh, you can go through this, and you'll find numerous examples of all these different ways: coronavirus-induced myocarditis in rabbits, coronavirus-induced different kinds of heart problems. I mean, it's mind-blowing to me, right? So that first of all, is just a point that if you want to watch this show, this is a conversation about this data. But I want to bring this up today to kind of dance back into a new study or newer study about myocarditis that I think was pretty crazy. This is from November 2022, and it just shows you how many of these are out there that aren't being even glanced at by the corporate media trust the science crowd, right? But temporary mild damage to heart muscle cells after COVID-19 booster vaccination. Here's what it says. Until now, this phenomenon has only been observed passively and has not been actively investigated, which is mind-blowing, right, after it's been given to children. Our question was how often damage to the cardiac muscle cells actually occur. And just I'll just jump ahead very quickly to point out the... Uh, National Library of Medicine, this this uh, peer-reviewed study on myocarditis in 2012, makes it very clear. And I often want people to I want people to remember this: non-fulament or non-serious cases of myocarditis, which is what they all would pretend. Oh, it's just mild cases. Even non-fulament or, no, or non-serious cases have a mortality rate of 25 to 56 percent within three to 10 years. Jesus. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's this is what they don't want people noticing. Now, they looked into this today. We recorded elevated cardiac troponin levels, which remember this is what people like. A lot of these cardiologists were telling us we should have been doing in the beginning, but they're, yeah. they're only just now looking at yeah. in higher percentage of vaccinated adults than expected from the previous passive observation of severe cases. It had been concluded from, you know, the Pfizer or actually not even them because they say it's way, way, way more rare. But some of the middle ground studies, they concluded that around 35 out of 100,000 vaccinated individuals will get myocarditis. That alone should be enough to stop everything. That's what they actually found in their study. We found evidence of temporary mild damage to cardiac cells in 22 out of 777 participants. That's almost 3%. That's three out of every hundred everywhere. I mean, think about how crazy this now they could be wrong. They could have got something wrong, but this aligns almost exactly with the numerous studies we've seen. One that says it's about 1 in 800 in a general sense for all serious adverse events. Mm -hmm. Then we have the other one that showed using Pfizer's own uh, phase three clinical trial studies that showed that it was actually 36% more than they said. It boils down to like one in 500 in regard to the, this is everywhere. I just can't believe it's this obvious. So here's another study, 22 out of 777 getting myocarditis. And there's he's, he makes the point that it's generally mild, but don't forget. That's why I showed this, that that can be deadly even for mild cases. And that's the biggest thing that was fall back. Yeah, it's temporary. It goes away. Right. It's fine. It's mild. It's like, it's no big deal, guys. No big deal. No big deal. COVID's way more no, deadly for kids. Didn't they say that they're, they, they found no evidence of uh, strokes? They, well, that's what they said. And I literally just went over a case last night of a provable case of a stroke of being caused by the injection. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's Borla, astounding that they're making that claim. It is. Less than 24 hours later, they came out and had this. We did, we did our, we investigated ourselves. We found ourselves not guilty. That's how that works. Right. Right. Yeah. 
since you mentioned it, Scott, I'll include this, this too. Uh, this is just that the, as far as I can tell, the only, there's a plenty of studies on this topic, but as I think Dr. Bonson points out, this is the only one that is large enough and is random controlled that shows the main point about this, that, uh, where was it right here? Post COVID-19 infection was not associated with either myocarditis or pericarditis. We did not observe an increased incidence of either of them, right? This is a huge population-based study in Israel. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's mind-blowing. But yeah, the, the mild thing is, I will, I will say this, though, from t- what Dr. Peter McCullough said and plenty of others, even the mainstream conversation, mm-hmm. there is apparently, and again, this is, I don't know how we feel like we can trust what they're giving us today, but it does seem that there are differences between what we would normally see as myocarditis and what right. these things seem to cause. Yeah. But that's why I keep going back to that main point. It doesn't matter how mild or transit, transitory the right word? Yeah. It, it is that ultimately it still can cause exactly what we just talked about. Right. There is no small, not important heart problem. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I was just going to say that. <laughs> crazy. It's, yeah, it is really crazy. Well, you know what, though? It, it's climate change that's causing these heart <laughs> yeah, problems. Right. So. Eggs and climate change and yeah. hot drinks and, yeah. you know, typical. <laughs> Absolutely so wild, man. Well, I, I, unless you guys had any more thoughts on that and COVID stuff in general. No. I thought we could either talk about uh, that re- this very interesting shooting or rather beating that killed know, somebody. I don't know yeah. much about this. All this is down in Memphis, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. exactly. But it ha- it, it's apparently all black cops and a black chief of police, yep. but it's still white supremacy. Of course. Literally white being supremacy. white supremacy. And then these are other small points if we want to finish. Did you see that Elon Musk met with John Podesta? Yeah, that's crazy. I did not Good see that. Dude, yeah, great. Great. I just talked about this yesterday. Elon Musk meets with John Podesta to discuss the what they call the electrification of U.S. vehicle networks. Hooray! Yay, he's no, on your side. No to all that. No to all that. <laughs> I mean, like... He met with Biden and the administration to talk about the overlaps. I mean, it's just like, God, I mean, look. I don't know why people can't see that this guy is not, he's a defense contractor. He's involved with everything yeah, we're talking totally, about. Totally. Literally. So let, let's go through Elon, right? So yeah, Elon ahead, is from, Elon Industrial Revolution. Tesla, right? Tesla is leading the green energy initiative. Making micro RNAs. Remember that in the bio? Yep. Yes. Well, yep, absolutely. So Tesla also has a, the kill switch, which is now in the infrastructure bill. So all cars built after 2026 that will have to alarming. have this by law. Right. So that that's Tesla. They're involved in the geofencing that is going to keep you in your 15 minute uh, city, a.k.a. the digital prison. Then we've got the the Starlink, right, which is essentially the high Borg mind that is yes. going to control you remote remotely remote control you. Then we have the uh, SpaceX, which is partnered with NASA and uh, DARPA. Then we have the Neuralink, which he's partnered with Charles Lieber, who we went through last time. Yes, God, and so this is going to uh, remote control your brain or internally control your brain. And uh, yeah, Charles Lieber had the patent on the neural the neural lace, which was the ne- mesh nanofiber Lieber. technology, and was the first to to actually successfully, it seems, effectively, at least in the way he was trying to do it, use lipid nanoparticles to get it to enter the cell. Yes, and that's, yeah, that's the exactly hi- the DARPA hydrogel. Right. And we know how toxic that one is. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of overlap to this. It's yes. And then we also have the CureVac, which is the largest mRNA uh, company. And that, again, is Elon. Then we have Boring, which is involved in the vertical farming to put vaccines into uh, your produce. And Ugh, also God, Boring so wants to fund the CERN's Hydro Collider. And... Uh, Elon says that AI is summoning the demon, but we should we should keep going with AI because AI is just the best thing. Man. It's the best thing ever. But man. he is our friend. He's <laughs> so here's a question then right there. And then there's Twitter, which is he wants to make into WeChat, which yeah, is basically yeah. the times. social credit system. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, so, so here's the question about him, right? So th- is this, so is the argument... There's clearly people that support him and support him on Twitter. Sure. But is the game that he is like the darling of the right and he is the right, is that the false conversation we were just talking about? It's the false God thing. You're they're there... trying to suck people in. No, not well, that. I, I mean, I I mean the fact false that false dialectic. Yes, yes. I think for it that is. too, though. That's yeah. a different no, part of it. I think it's it. absolutely false dialectic because they're trying to pit him as being the darling of the right, that he's going to be the savior of the right, that he's championing free speech. And mm-hmm. I think really the dialectic that I see there is this left, right, left versus right, which there is going to create a negation. And the, the solution, quote unquote, that they want to 
bring forth is the technocracy. Right. And he's what, the ultimate technocrat. So the question is, though, in that, like you're saying, but in that discussion, is, does the right actually think that? Or is it by and large more of them going, we see through him? And the conversation, nonetheless, is being presented as they're supporting I th- it. I think it's a feedback loop. Yeah. So I think that the they have presented that narrative. And I think there are many people on the right who have bought into it. Mm-hmm. They, they've bought the lie and they've been sold that I don't narrative. Think it's the majority, though. I don't think it's the majority either. I think a lot of the, I, But it's a larger percentage than makes me happy. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> too, yeah. One of them is too many for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I agree. And I, I wonder, I just wonder how many of these conversations are like that today. Like maybe all of it. Maybe we've already won and we just haven't taken it. Well, I think in a lot of ways that's true. I think that we have. And I think that that's part of why they keep pushing back so hard, right? Wasn't Davos talking about one of the main talking points at Davos was how the alternative media needs to be dealt with because they're creating the mistrust of NGOs. (laughs) Yeah, that's us. That the only reason people don't trust the NGOs is because of alternative media. Not your criminal activity or you're lying because we're lying about you. Bring it on, Klaus. (laughs) I'm right here. We need to deal with them. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Come see me in Nashville, Klaus. (laughs) Come on. Man, I'm joking. Well, uh, let's see. So let's go. I'll do this one. Maybe we can finish the last couple of points. And the other thing, this I found interesting for people that uh, haven't seen this. Haven't this seen this it, is a very huh? partisan point, but nonetheless, I still found it very telling. And I think this happens on all sides of this. But here's John Kennedy pointing out as they uh, here. Let me just uh, I think we can play it. Here, let me try it this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, clever. Oh, no, it goes up there. Mm. Well, the bottom line is I wonder. Let me know in the chat if you guys can hear that. So. Oh, somebody told me last time it was too low. It doesn't matter. The point okay. was simply this. Did you do the sh- uh, share sound on the share screen through StreamYard? I could just do this. It's, it's, it takes a second. I just okay. want to download it. This, this is the only way to get it to go through on this gotcha. is to actually grab the clip. Gotcha. But so bottom line is this uh, senator is, dis- is discussing or asking questions to these potential – oh, wait. It's the wrong one. To these potential uh, – New ju- the, the judge is being presented by the Biden administration to you know fill these new seats and so on, and, he, and they're asking him questions to ask him you know what to see to see whether they should be appointed. And it, what's interesting, hold on, where am I? I'm losing my place. Here we go. Is that he asked this woman like the most like what are these? What is Article Two? And she doesn't even know. And it's like okay, so what do you guys think about that? Is that something that you would go okay? Well, you know she could. She could look it up or like I, I would argue that a person in that position, especially when you're going to fill one of the leading the highest positions, you should damn well know these things. Right. You should know what these things are. I, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. Let's, let's watch see, it first see, and you can tell see. me. On the far end. Uh, tell, tell me what Article five of the Constitution does. Just what it does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Is that not crazy? How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? No, I don't. Right? Um, In my... 12 years as an assistant attorney general and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Um, We are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Can you tell me what the independent state legislature theory is? Just, I'm just asking you, not your opinion of what is it? It's before the Supreme Court now. So these things are currently in front of the Supreme I, Court. In my 12 years as a Washington State Assistant Attorney General, and right. the, the that particular um, doctrine was not presented to me. Got it. Okay. So the, the the point is clear, right? So clearly, like, okay. I guess my question is: Do you think that is is that does that seem un? Uh, does she, was she not well informed? Not like well. in your mind, or she, or do you think there's so many things in this ridiculous blah book that there's nobody could possibly have all? You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, honestly, it just doesn't seem genuine. 
Brent, uh, my Brent? read on it is like she doesn't want to dress, so she's just okay. pleading. Well, but, like well what about Article Two and the basic articles that they're just mm-hmm. like she? If you're going to be in that position, you damn well better know these things, right? I mean, I, I, I would, I would think so. But then why make yourself look like an idiot? Because so, she doesn't know them. You think she really doesn't know? I mean, I mean, you're, I guess you're. It's possible that she. Well, why would you be willing to go up in front of the whole country and be like, "I'm an idiot that doesn't know her that's, own job"? Yeah, right. I feel like she just doesn't know it. And and now that's the question, though. Is that acceptable? Like, are like I don't know. I'm I'm not a judge. I don't know what the inner workings of the day. You know, there's so much going on. But I still come back to the main point. If you don't know the these basic articles, mm-hmm. how does that even make sense? Like, I mean, you could, you could argue she could research these things. Like yeah. she says in this thing, well, I, when confronted with this, I would go and I'd look at my books and right. I'd be like, okay, well, is she smart enough to do that? Maybe. And maybe that makes sense. Right. I, I just find it kind of shocking. Are we just getting tricked by some kind of, you know, gotcha moment they put on Twitter right. and that just, and every other judge would be in the same position? I honestly don't know. I maybe. found that to be kind of shocking. Maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. I think it is really shocking. But then again, uh, you know, the Supreme Court just does, also doesn't know what a woman is. So, you know. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's the main point is that I think that a lot of times they are playing these games. Like, yeah. obviously, they could have answered that question. They just right. chose to make a political yeah. point. Anyway, I think it's interesting that that this is where we are, that we have people in these high level positions or well, potentially when they don't even know like this. Is, how much you want to bet? Last point, if you ask yeah. almost everyone in these positions in Congress, yeah. House, Senate, that they wouldn't know everything about the Constitution, for example, they, basic stuff. Well, I, the, this to, to your point, what I will say is this. I think that we have gotten to a place where we have a lot more uh, puppets than actors. Mm-hmm. And that that's what seems to be indicated here is somebody who doesn't need to know because there's there's such a machine behind her that, yeah, maybe she goes and researches when it's time uh, when, you know, a specific case arises. But also, what is that research being fueled by and who is funneling it? So yeah. I think that we are unfortunately in an era where a lot of the people who we I mean, this is it's different because it's a judge. But like when you bring up Congress, you know, they these people who have been elected to be representatives are not necessarily versed in the field they're supposed to be versed in, which would right. be the Constitution. You're literally spraying an oath to the Constitution. You damn well better yeah, understand you should, it, right? You should know it. <laughs> right. But it, it, they don't need to be because they're not they're not really the ones who are the they're not pulling the strings necessarily mm-hmm. and i i feel like with the speaker uh vote we kind of really saw that mm-hmm. i i don't know i mean there there's many ways you could read that but the way i saw it was kind of like after the 16th time is a charm you know mm-hmm. and it was like well i really was pleased to see that there was some pushback and at least they were trying to prove the uh integrity of the system but in the end it's like okay well you know the global elites won again so mm-hmm. and we're we're showing you that's how this game is played right yeah so don't try anymore yeah don't right. exactly don't right. bother and i i think just with this it's <clears throat> it, it just to me what stands out is that if the, they don't need to know then that's how broken the system is. Right. I was going to say, I think she went to Yale University as well, but no, 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 no. Actually, she went to Minnesota State University. So she, so she's a, she went to a, yeah. And bones, yeah. She went to a state college. Bro, so yeah, well, yeah. The, the obvious other point to make here is that, you know, that, and, and this is not, this shouldn't even be a contentious point. I mean, they're, right. they're proudly saying that they're choosing people based on their skin color, based right. on their demographic, because they're underrepresented. And even if that's true, that's still a racist point. You're still choosing somebody based on not their, you know. Well, and how offensive. I mean, does somebody of color want to be chosen for, do, do they want, first of all, do they want the lowest of their group to be representing them and secondly do they want to be chosen simply for that no i would think that they want to be rewarded for their merits and their talents and their hard work i would agree with and that mostly yeah makes this, this was i mean the, the the argument against affirmative action that just always because that just used to bother me so much mm-hmm. that even if you are not at all like a racist person in the slightest because that exists you can't help but question when somebody gets to that position if they were put 
put ahead because of it. Well, that, that's the thing, though. That is because not even a question service. anymore. It's, I mean, you can look at the college entry-level things where I they're know. literally skewed based on your skin color. That's racism. I know That's exactly the definition of it. Well, and actually, when you look at the texts of critical race theory, they tell you that, you know, no longer should we judge somebody by the contents of their character. They say, no, you judge them by the their race. The only thing you judge by is the character mm-hmm. and their actions, you know? But they, but critical race theory the argues opposite. that no, that it's racist. You right. have to. They make race the forefront of everything. This is Orwell. It is it's war as peace. Orwell, it is the yeah. inverse of the reality it's, being yeah. called. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yes. But yeah, I, I thought so. This yeah, could, could be an example of that where you know she's simply being picked because of that, and yeah. where there's probably plenty of other people out there, male or female, that are better qualified for the position. I mean, I don't know for sure because I haven't looked in deep enough, but I'd be willing to bet that. I'm just seeing it for the first time. Yeah, me too. I saw it earlier. I just threw it up there today. But the point is that we've seen plenty of examples like that. I would venture a guess that KJP was one of them too because she is not very bright. And I'm not saying that because she's a woman or because she's black. I'm saying it because she's not very bright. (laughs) Exactly. reality. And And it's like, my God. But that's what's so tragic about it because there are so many intelligent black women. Yes, yes. Why would you do that if you really cared about the because cause. she toes the line because yeah. she's yeah. morally morally ambiguous in just the right ways that's why mm. that's my opinion I, no i mm. yeah it's terrible right well that's yeah. a perfect way to end today and making fun <laughs> of kjp what do you think Damn, <laughs> i love it i love well, it well we, i'd rather do on a saturday afternoon I yes exactly because yeah, yeah. it's so easy and it's yep. entertaining <laughs> yep. Yep. right right well, we uh, one of the things we were had on the dock we can get into next time or on, on maybe on Daily Wrap or something else was this interesting conversation about how five black police officers beat to death a black person with a black police of chief chief of police. And nonetheless, it is still being called white supremacy. Really? And it's really interesting how this works. And I mean, just glance at it real quick. So yeah, you guys I'm can curious. See. I haven't, I, actually, actually, I saw like a meme. Maybe. Congresswoman Bush put her put her statement out literally saying right here, as you can see, that. It says the mere presence of black officers does not stop policing from being a tool of white supremacy. I will not stop advocating for a country where our government helps feed, house, educate, support our children, families, and community members instead of slaughtering them at the altar of white supremacy. Okay. I mean, it's just—it's just incredible. Hold on, hold on. I'm with you until wait a minute. What just happened? Like that just. Well, so the story—the story is just simply that this, what I just said, right? It happened. Yeah. In, it's Memphis, and here—here here is the um, individual. You know, and the point is that this is being called from a lot of different perspectives. The faces of black cops can they're, also be the face. It's just, the oh, point is they're this, trying to make yeah, this St. Floyd part two. Well, it's the it's the game is that all of this, even if it's not being done by white people, even if it's not even right. about supremacy, is still rooted in that because that's what we're talking about. Right? right? That's the focus of our conversation. You know, it's it's. I mean, there's the 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 conversation cannot even be had. Because you can't have an honest dialogue about this because you get shouted down as being they, racist, like everything else. You they know? are trying to make the St. Floyd part two, though. I mean, that's exactly, I think, what's oh, going on. Oh, I wasn't showing here. it, by the way. Sorry for oh. those on the, the screen. I think that that's, that's, that's what they're trying to do. They're now saying that this is, you know, a, a threat all over the country. It's like, what happened in Memphis? Well, like, guy, this is, in my opinion, the vanilla, this is the vanilla ISIS argument. And here, I mean, since I, since I say it, the, the, I just had a really important conversation with Whitney that I think we that everybody who's interested should check out around this exact topic. And this, mm-hmm. I there, I did a show just before this actually talking about already seeing the conversation on the Twitterverse where people were already starting to argue right. that there the only reason there's Nazis is because Russia has been funding and supporting them. Even though the same accounts thirty seconds ago were saying it wasn't even happening and you're lying about it, right? right. Now it is happening, but Russia's doing it. Right. So all of a sudden we saw. Russia get blamed for a white supremacy attack in Spain that just happened. Guess who they're blaming? The Russian imperial movement. Now, if you've been following our work on this, that is the group that Whitney talked about in 2020, literally said this is going to be the group they blame. And we've been talking about it ever since. So check this out, because this is, in my opinion, the beginning of this psyop. that they're going to start arguing that the white supremacy attacks in multiple areas, despite their direct connection to the Azov movement, which is founded in, you know, grown and funded by the CIA. Sure, yeah. They're going to say Russia's the one doing all of this, which is going to create the, and here's my prediction is that at some point this is going to overlap with a bio attack, right? Because then it becomes yeah, all of, of it course. comes together. Yeah, Everything gets wrapped in together. Now, anyway, that's just my thought. Check out the work for yourselves, guys. Uh, anything you want to leave us with before we wrap up today, guys, what's going on? Um, I was going to say a couple things. So uh, I just put in the chat there on, on YouTube chat. So Miriam just released her George Floyd documentary. I nice. haven't even had a chance nice. to watch yes. it yet, but uh, but I, I need to watch it like this weekend, hopefully. But I just put a link to that in the chat if you guys want to check it out and support. I had a little bit, a tiny bit to do with it, a little bit of video editing nice. help. But uh, 
but otherwise it was mostly her and Sean Hibbler that put that together. So yeah, shout out to them, check it out. And then, um, yeah, you guys, I'm just crushing over at rebunk.news. Got the injected show going. That's kind of what I've been up to when I'm not hanging out with these fascinating, awesome individuals over here. And so. Miriam got her recruiter account back, but Courtney oh, hasn't yet. I have yeah. not. Courtney hasn't yet. Yeah, we need to keep, <laughs> keep overwhelming Elon with, yes. with, with, with yeah. Yeah. And on that, I, on my old Twitter, I have that whole thread about the DARPA hydrogel. Oh, geez. Right. Yeah, I got to find that. Yeah. Whitney and I are going to be talking about some overlaps with that because she, she also did a really deep article on DARPA in the exact same way back in 2020. Oh. Hydrogels, the, the in vivo nano platforms, yeah. like really crazy stuff, which is literally what I think is happening today. Like that's what they're doing right now. Yeah. So we, should, we should connect on that. It'd be, it'd be interesting. What, say that again? We should connect on that. I would love to. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's also connected to parasites. Yes. And yes. I think that's a huge part of why they were shutting down uh, ivermectin. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we're also planning on Whitney and I actually having a conversation about this AI chatbot conversation. So look out for that. There's plenty, Ooh. plenty more coming your way. Um, well, anything else, guys? That All right. Good. Well, thank you yeah, for being here, guys. Nice. And this is the Pirate Stream. See you next time. Bam. Bam. Awesome.